It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Good stuff, man. Yeah, really yeah. good stuff. Can't wait for the start of the season. And I agree with him 100%. I think Tristan McKenzie, even though he's already at, at, at the level where he's a, you know, he's a front of the rotation kind of guy, right. I, think he's a, I think he can become a Cy Young caliber pitcher, and he can do it this year. Go ahead, Mike McNuggets. I got to gotta do a read. <clears throat> All right. And then I see someone in our queue who we are very excited to have on in a sec. But Absolutely. Betjack is the official sports book. Of the great state of Ohio. The time has arrived, Ohio sports fans. Sports betting is legal. Download the BetJack app today so you can be ready to get in on all the action. Parlays, single game bets, over-unders. BetJack has it all. Yeah. The official sportsbook of Ohio. Jay, if you want to start the intro, I'm going to do a mic I, check real quick. And I, then... I do. You do the mic check. I'm wondering, we should check and see what the, uh, what the odds are on Tristan McKenzie winning the Cy Young. Mm. Yeah, because I think Jensen makes a great point. If you know, I like to throw flyers on teams yeah. to win it all early. Yeah. In, you know, just throw. I'm throw sure it. it's probably pretty long odds. It probably is, but I yeah. think it's a good bet. I throw a couple of bucks on it. I, you know, I, I like that. I, mean, I like got, him too. He's got great stuff. He's always Tremendous. had great stuff, and he's, he's always swing been a top and miss. Prospect. Nobody has swing and miss stuff like him because he can throw it by you with the fastball yeah. or the curveball just as easily. The only thing we're always going to worry about with Tristan McKenzie is can he stay healthy because he's right. so skinny. I know. He's and six his body five, and the delivery is very – his delivery, like the arm speed he's yeah. getting and the, the power on that throw he's getting and yeah. his size, it makes you nervous. He's Brad Sellers skinny. <laughs> he's almost Stephen A. Smith skinny. Is Stephen, Stephen A. a is skinny? A, he's a tall, thin dude now. I'm telling you. I don't think about, of him as like – When you see him in person about, like – He's about six foot. He oh, no. Tristan, he's uh, he's but, bigger than six Tristan foot. But Tristan McKenzie looks like a skeleton almost. His nickname sticks. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is. Stephen A. doesn't look uh, like Let's that. bring in Stephen A. Smith, uh, my longtime co-worker at ESPN. Um, there he is. Friend. There's my man, Stephen A. What's Smith. What's Stephen up, A., I, can I tell you how good it is to see you again? It's been a long time, my brother. How have you been, man? <laughs> I've been great. It's been too long. Um, yeah. I know we, we chat via text, but it's good to yeah. share a TV box with you again. Um <laughs> You're a private cat. Um, you don't share yeah. a lot of stuff. You know, you're not mm-hmm. out there on social talking about your dating life and all the things you do when you're not no. working, which you don't. No. There's not much free time in Stephen A's world. So I'm guessing for you to write this book, which is a tremendous read, the New York Times bestseller. I, I encourage it to all sports fans. Um, was, was that a challenge for you to bear as much of your growing up and of your past as you did? Um, it was only a challenge in terms of me having to take my siblings into consideration. Um, for me personally, it's something that I've walked around with all my life. Um, so, you know, for me to be in this seat that I sit in and constantly being in judgment of the things that people do, certainly not who they are, but the things that they do from time to time on a case by case basis, I just felt that it was important that if I was going to write a book, that I let people know, give them some insight into who I am, what I've been through in my life, how I came out of it, what I endure on a day-to-day basis, how do I come to the conclusion of the perspectives that I have on a day-to-day basis, et cetera. And just giving them some insight into how I think, who I am, et cetera. Um, I felt I owed that to the, to the reader 
to just let them know who I am. I owe that to my colleagues like yourself and various others who have been around me for years. Uh, but it was very difficult from the standpoint that when I'm writing about particularly my father, my relationship with my father, I had promised my mother I would never do it until she died because she made me swear that I would never do it as long as she was alive. Wow. And I kept that promise. She made me make that promise in 2011, and I kept it. She died in 2017, and obviously the book just came out. And so I made that promise to her, and then when I showed it to my sisters before it went to print, um, we didn't talk for two weeks. They weren't mad at me or anything like that. It's just that there were so many memories that were buried because what I went through, they went through. Wow. And there were so much details that I had in there that they had forgotten about. And it forced those memories to resurface. And so there was a, you know, they knew it was coming, uh, but to read it and to read the details with which I wrote it, um, it was it was a hard read for them in that regard, because it reminded all of us what we had to endure and what we had to go through to ultimately end up out on the other side. Wow, great stuff. You know, Stephen A, um, you know, you, you know, it's a panel of dudes up here. I might only get to ask one question. So I, I wanted to, do, you know, I, you do be talking a lot. I want to first sure. of all, give you your, your, your flowers, because whether you know it or not, you've paid the way for uh, African Americans and, and guys, young guys like me coming up to have an opinion to be even able to talk like you talk because you tell you you talk spicy you spicy you do your thing but i, I want to say that you know what's most impressive about your career is that you're literally married to your craft um you have done it as a journalist you've done it you know on your own blogs you've done it on television radio so many different things and, and so my thing is i, I just want to say to a lot of people out there you may just think he's talking but he actually it's, he actually put the work in to be able to talk spicy like that because he put that work in. So I want to thank you for paving the way. But thank I, you. I, I almost I have to say, my brother, you are wrong on a couple of things, though. We got, <laughs> sure. um, my brother, uh, the, the LeBron James angle, right? And you know, he was coming mm -hmm. with it. We in Cleveland. I want to ask you, why is it that um, LeBron James does not get credit for the longevity, right? Michael Jordan left in, in, in two years in the middle of 94. He left in Fred's a couple going to get on you too. Yeah, he, he left yeah, in yeah. a couple years. He left it. He, you know, wouldn't do baseball at the end of his career uh, with the with the Bulls. He had three, four years left in him because he came back with the Wizards and averaged 20 plus a game. So, you know, he could have played right. He probably had it in him. Michael Jordan could have had that longevity that LeBron has. Why is that left out? of the conversation when you when you mention all time greats? Uh, number one, because there was a choke performance that took place in the NBA Finals against the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> number one. Uh, number, number, number two, I think it's important, and I say this respectfully, and if you don't mind me giving you a little bit of advice, doesn't matter to me that you disagree with me. Jay Crawford will tell me that, tell you that about me. I'm not saying what I say for anybody to agree with me. I'm just telling you where I stand. And I want you to know that because as you continue to to, to have a flourishing and a career, you got to remember that there's a whole host of people that's going to disagree with you. So what? There's nothing wrong with it. I find nothing offensive about it, nothing remotely taken aback by it. I love it. I love it when people disagree with me. It doesn't bother me at all. That's what, that's what makes the world go around. My position with LeBron James is that um, also, when we say not giving him credit, I mean, damn, how much credit do you want? The man's on the Mount Rushmore basketball. 
uh, the game has existed for over 75 years. And I can only think of one player that I would put ahead of him. How is that? How is that cutting him short? Now, his camp would believe it's cutting him short. Rich Paul, Maverick, Carter, and those guys, good for them. I could care less. At the end of the day, <laughs> I think about LeBron James, and I compare that to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was never scared to get to the free throw line. Michael Jordan never choked in an NBA Finals. Michael Jordan never was somebody that you looked at and blamed him for an NBA Finals loss. Oh, I forgot, because he never had one. In six Finals appearances, he was the champion and the MVP of each one of them. When he stepped away from the game, we know that it was personal off-the-court issues with his father's passing and things of that nature, a lot of things that he was going through. One could easily have argued that Michael Jordan would have won eight straight had he never retired because I believe they would have beaten Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon with Kenny Smith and Mario Elliott and those brothers in Houston. I believe Chicago would have beat that squad, okay? So my mentality is when I look at it from that perspective, it did not take into account a 10-time scoring champion, a nine-time all-NBA defensive team member, six uh, NBA Finals MVPs, two more titles than LeBron James, not to mention the fact that, again, he was also the things that I mentioned along with having uh, more MVPs as well. The man was just absolutely positively sensational. And there was never a time where you looked at a loss and said, that was Michael Jordan's fault. It never <laughs> happened. So I take that into consideration, and that is why I draw the conclusion that I draw, not to mention this one other point. The times were different back then. The road to prosperity was harder. Rules were tougher. I mean, they, they let more go, rather. And because they let more go, I mean, you saw muggings take place on the basketball court, for crying out loud. And Michael Jordan had to withstand and endure all of that en route to prosperity. And he did it. And still, to this day, even with LeBron James 20 years in the league, he has less titles than Michael Jordan. I rest my case on that. So, I'm glad so, you so, stopped smiling. Here's one of his teammates. So, Here's so, one of Michael's so, teammates. So, so, so Stephen Brassos, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you eloquently said what you just said because, and I, I, you know, I, for years I played with Michael. I broadcast yeah. the Cavaliers when LeBron was here. Yeah. And, and this is no slight against LeBron. Zero. There's none. But Zero. those who saw it in live and direct, there is no comparison. The, the brother, Michael Jordan, by far – hands down, is unequivocally well, the best of all time in this well, league. You could speak to this better than me. And I said this the other day, and it created an uproar. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. LeBron James is highly respected, highly respected and revered. We got to stand down all that incredible basketball ambassador, role model. And if you omitted the years in Dallas, the, the, you know, that season in Dallas when they lost the chip and what have you, you know what? You can make a better argument for him, even though it still wouldn't get him over the hump. But here's the description that I throw. LeBron James was respected and revered. Michael Jordan was feared. And you know that better than me, Brad. He, you had Pickett scared to death 
<laughs> to go up against MJ. But Scared out of there, you know what? Steven, you know that because you saw it. These people don't even know it. that. Hey, stand down. I'm old too. I saw it. He elicited fear. I'm 41. I play taxes. And so, you know, people don't understand. The thing about it is this. And it's no slight against LeBron. Steven, talk about if Michael played in the rules of today's game, what would Michael have done? First of all, he would have averaged over 40. Averaged over 40. I'll give you Okay, that 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 that's not that's number one. Um it might have been more difficult for him defensively because you can't, I mean, you could get called for a foul for for for, for breathing on somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get tall, you can get called for a tech for passing gas for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, so it's a little bit different in today's day and age. But offensively, uh, there is no question that he would have been ultra dominant, ultra dominant, because again, Michael Jordan's objective was to demoralize you. Like you see LeBron James and he befriends a lot of people. They get along with each other. He's a high-end competitor. We all get that. We understand that 260 pounds locomotive coming at you, uh, but in the same breath, gets along with everybody. Michael Jordan created enemies, and Brad knows this. Michael Jordan would mistreat you the night before. (laughs) <laughs> he would do whatever it takes to tug on your strengths to get you at peak motivational condition just so you would bring your best. Then he'd go and drop 40 or 50 on you just to demoralize you and show you that he's superior to you. And that's just on the basketball court. Off the basketball court, I'm not even I, – I, 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 I can't break rules by telling you the things that he would do to dudes just to get them perturbed and irate and in peak motivational condition to come at him just for the sole express purpose of demoralizing you in such a way that you literally recognized and absorbed the fact that you were completely inferior to him. This is what he did to me on a continuous basis. We can't tell you, Brad can tell y'all, I can't tell y'all over this broadcast the things that Michael Jordan has done to make sure you understood it was him and then there was everybody else. And he did it every night. Stephen A., I'm curious your take on this. We were having a debate uh, yesterday carried into today. We were talking about the th- we Obviously, LeBron, the best Cav ever. We got Kyrie as the second best Cav ever. My man G. Bush said that Kevin Love is the third best Cav ever. I said, you're crazy. I put Price, Doherty, and I would even put Larry Nance maybe ahead of Kevin Love just in their Cavs careers. What say you? I'm not that? I'm not going to go that far with Doherty and Lance. I would tell you that Love is in the same conversation with them. Mm, okay. But definitely Mark Price. Yeah. yeah. Mark Price was something special. Coming out of Georgia Tech, uh, being a point guard extraordinaire that he was, being the sniper that he was. This brother was special. Mark Price was a bad brother. Make no mistake about it. My brother, a brother from another mother, but a brother. This brother was special. <laughs> and, and 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 I look at uh, a Darty. Darty was formidable. He was he was a good center. Um, you look at a guy like Larry Nance. I mean, he was a skywalker, and we got that. But they benefited from the collective whole, the team that they had assembled with Elo, with Price, with Darty, with Nance and these other guys, Lenny Wilkins coaching them and what have you. They were Ron Harper was on the squad. They were a special brand. They were a special breed collectively. Nance and Darty benefited from that. Mark Price could stand on his own and be that guy. 
When you think about it this way, let's go to college route. You know how you looked and you marveled at the the the, the superb play and the greatness of a Kenny Anderson, right? right? When he was at Georgia Tech. Remember, Lethal Weapon 3, Dennis Scott, you know, Brian mm-hmm. Oliver and those brothers. Remember Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Before that, he was Chris mm-hmm. Jackson. He's at LSU right. with Stanley Robinson, Shaquille O'Neal. You look at talent like that, right? The, the Kenny Smiths of the world when he was at North Carolina and stuff like that. Mark Price was right there with all of them as a guy. Bobby Hurley and Duke. Mark Price was right there with all of them. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. All of them. At Georgia Tech, even though it wasn't Duke, North Carolina, because the brother could play that good. And so I'm just looking at it from that perspective, and I'm telling you that Mark Price is a standalone. Darty and Nance, as good as they were, benefited from the collective parts around them. Mark Price was a standalone. And so I would not put Kevin Love ahead of Mark Price. But I would put him in the same sentence as a Larry Nance and a Brad Dark. All right. Hey, hey Stephen, hey, what, do you, what do you think? Uh, what do you think of Donovan Mitchell so far in Cleveland? Where do you think this is headed? I'm sick. Every time I see him, I want to throw. <laughs> um, because that's, that's the Knicks. Because he was supposed to be a Nick, and the New York Knicks, um, with their with their bush league tendencies. Uh, decide that they want to recruit him and Jalen Brunson like they they recruit for Kentucky and they show up to the playoff game series between Dallas and Utah and they sit behind the benches and agitating executives from each respective team. Remember, Dallas filed tampering charges against the Knicks because of Jalen Brunson and Danny Ainge swore privately to contemporaries it'd be a cold day in hell before he made a deal with the New York Knicks. Wasn't even willing to accept four first-round picks for Donovan Mitchell. He was so disgusted with how the Knicks did business and ended up giving Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland for a deal similar to what the New York Knicks were offering. And so when you look at that and you see how Jalen Brunson is playing this year, as far as I'm concerned, he's worthy of being an all-star. Uh, he's brought the, the just poise and control and, 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 and just seamlessness to the New York Knicks offense. Imagine if he had Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt with him. Imagine if he had a go-to guy to give the ball to and say, take me there, because Donovan Mitchell is that guy. He ain't he's not a superstar in some people's eyes, but he's a star. He's something special. And for the New York Knicks to hold on to R.J. Barrett just so, and, and, and for not Donovan Mitchell, when Donovan Mitchell had every intention and every desire to be a New York Knick, it's very, very sad. I'm happy for him because I love the brother. He's a great player. He's a great dude. The Cavaliers organization is lucky to have him. The city of Cleveland is lucky to have him because y'all got a great sports town there. But as a New York Knicks fan, I'm sick to my stomach every time I watch him. I have yet to be able to watch him for a whole game, and I get paid to watch these games. And I can't watch him for a whole game because every time I see him make a shot, I punch something to say, that was supposed to be a New York Nick. And I get pissed off and I just get depressed. You know, what's amazing is that like Stephen A. Smith is a huge personality, not only nationally, certainly in New York as well. When I was working on the fan in New York, I was a part-time host, right? Yeah. So I didn't have much traction in New York. Some people knew me, but not anywhere close to the And I, the Knicks once called, I once ripped Dolan and the Knicks doing a weekend show at 3 p.m. on the fan. And Dolan called Mark Chernoff to complain. I don't even think he knew my name. 
to complain right. that I was ripping him and ripping the Knicks. And I'm like, this is why they're never going to be any good because exactly. the owner's worried about me exactly. ripping his exactly. team, right? Exactly. That's exactly the point. And it's trickled down to Leon Rose. I've known Leon Rose for over 20 years. I respect the man. He was a hell of an agent, hell of an attorney prior to that, um, a good man. He gets the presidency at the Garden covering, or, you know, hovering over the Knicks, and suddenly he don't know how to talk to people. Right. Suddenly he's hiding all the damn time. He spent last year, he did an interview in September. Nobody saw him until April, and that was only an in-house interview with the MSG network. Wow. This is the kind of <laughs> contagious effect that they have. If you can't be accountable to the people as the president of the franchise, how are the players ever going to be? You just know it. And when you see Dolan making these kind of errors, Bark, uh, Charles Oakley gets removed from the arena. Some 14-year-old asking him to sell a team gets banned from the arena. And all of this other kind of nonsense, that stuff trickles down to players, which is what makes somebody like Kevin Durant said the notion of being a New York Nick was whack. It just wasn't cool. They're talking about Dolan. And that's the problem with all of this. They're a good team. Tom Thibodeau is an exceptional coach. Jalen Brunson was the right man for the job. Uh, uh, Julius Randle can play. Uh, R.J. Barrett is no scrub. But the fact of the matter is we all know that the New York Knicks ain't going nowhere. And we know they ain't going anywhere because you need a star to close the deal. Right. And they don't have it. And the one star who wanted to come there, they couldn't get because they agitated an opposing team by acting like they were recruiting for a college. So, Stephen, let me ask you a question. Why did the New York faithful, right? Because I, I, I New York is the mecca of basketball. That's what it is, right? It, it has yeah. to be elevated to a level of that stature. Why okay. did the New York faithful put up with the nonsense that the Knicks are doing? Because Can't help I, 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 I Can't don't help understand myself. it. It's like the Browns. Can't right? help it's, the Browns it's, 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 it's the city. It's the city. It's the mecca. And you try to look past Dolan to look at the New York Knicks, and, and, and you love them. But the, there's no question. Spike Lee is to blame. Stephen A. Smith <laughs> is to blame, uh, along with various others, because, excuse me, our loyalty never wavers. And that's, that's our it. problem. Now, this year, this year, I banned myself from Knicks games because, see, <laughs> I know I know Leon Rose, and I know William Wesley, World Wide West. Right. And I got love for both of them, and I know that I was on the verge of cursing them out. I know that. So I made it a person because they're going to come to me and challenge my thoughts. And I'm, and I tell them, listen, Jay knows this about me. You know what? We're all human beings. Okay. You have a right to be a fan. Just be honest. Like it, you, you can't go on the air and act like you're something you're not. If you're a fan of this particular team, just tell the world. So everyone knows I'm a Nick fan, right? I'm not going to be objective when it comes to the Knicks. <laughs> I might be objective in what, I articulate to the audience based on the facts that are presented to me, but I am going to be subjective in how I feel. I'm honest about it. And I'm telling you, no joking aside, the way they came at me for my opinions, I was on the verge of cursing people out. So rather than go to the garden, when you go into the garden and they got public relations people and media relations people literally stalking media members yeah, to make sure they don't get near the players and stuff like that. Just it's, it's ridiculous. Rather than cuss people out, not just off the air, but on the air, in their face and, and on the air, I said, you know what? 
I'm not going to go to the Garden this year. And I haven't been to one single game in Madison Square Garden, even though one of my cribs is 10 minutes away because I know that I'm going to cuss somebody out. So the only way I'm going to a Nick game this year, the only way, the only way I'm going to a Nick game this year is if they advance to some conference finals or the finals, which ain't going to happen, or ESPN forces me to. I made that very, very clear to the bosses, and they understand. He snuck that in quick. Hey, He's yeah, like, that's yeah. one of my cribs. Mike, you got something, right? <laughs> yeah, Stephen A., thanks for joining. I got one question I need some clarity on from you. In doing research for this, I saw that you made, in one article, 13, in another article, 17 straight threes in front of your winter State coach. 17. 17. Can, it was never 13. It was story? 17. Can you explain well, that? Well, I, uh, I, I was brought down to Winston-Salem State University for a tryout. Uh, a guy by the name of Harold Funny Kit, who played for Big House Games at Winston-Salem State, was a friend of the family's, mm -hmm. and he set up a trial for me to go see Coach Gaines. I went down there in um, 1989, um, and, you know, Coach Gaines saw me on a Sunday afternoon, put me out on the court, and I went out on the court for a few minutes, just passed the ball and stuff like that. He blew the whistle, halted practice, called me over and said, ain't you supposed to be a shooter? I said, yes, sir. Well, God damn it, shoot it then. <laughs> and so, so from that point forward, from that point forward, I shot the ball. And I've never shot like that before or since. <laughs> I hit 17 straight. I hit 17 straight three-pointers. I was signed to a scholarship on the spot. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I'm glad we got the clarity. Hey, Thanks, listen, I, I know you got to run. Before we go, I want to play. You're on first take. I want to play a game of fast take. All right? I'll okay. Rapid fire, throw them out there to you. Your all-time worst take is? I don't know. I never had one. <laughs> I swear to God I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. No, man. Uh, the greatest football player you've ever seen? Primetime Deion Sanders. Ooh, interesting. I didn't have you going there. Greatest baseball player you've ever seen? For me, it's Barry Bonds. Yeah, I don't think many are going to argue with that. Uh, uh, yeah. Will we ever see you and Skip together on the same screen again in some form? I know contracts get in the way. You have yours. He has his with Fox. Will we ever see you guys team up for something? Because I think the fans need to see that. I don't, do, I don't believe so. Um, I love Skip. I'm incredibly grateful to him. Uh, I don't think that will ever happen. I think that we're just going in, in separate directions. I have aspirations beyond the world of sports. I mean, if he interviews me for his podcast or I do it for my podcast, that would be different. But us on screen together, working together in a debate format, that's not something that I think is going to happen. I think that both of us, is, have, both of us have moved beyond that, and um, I don't see that happening. I've got aspirations beyond the world of sports. I don't think he'll be back at ESPN. If I'm doing sports, I'll probably be here. Um, and if I'm doing more than sports, which I definitely plan on doing, that's not his lane. You know that. Skip cares about sports all day, every day, yeah. and very little else. Well, so I don't me, see that happening. That leads me to my last question, Stephen A. Um, I, you've done everything that I think you've ever wanted to do, but I, I, we just had a text exchange a couple of days ago where we were talking about perhaps something else. Is there something that you haven't done in broadcasting that you want to do in the future? Well, on my own production company, I want to produce content, scripted and unscripted stuff. Um, I want to continue staying in the world of sports because I love it. I got the bestseller book right now, four straight weeks, so I've accomplished that. I would say to you that 
I would love to host the late night show. I would love to be, I would love to be the modern day Arsenio Hall for lack of a better explanation. Um, I don't think we've seen that even though Trevor Noah did a fantastic job on Comedy Central. I think that to see a brother, a black man from this country hosting late night with the opportunities that I would be anxious to give to African-Americans behind the cameras, writers, producers, bookers, et cetera. Um, that is something that I haven't ruled out. It's something that I want to accomplish um, and I intend to do so. So I, I would tell you that that would be my immediate answer. It's not limited to that. Um, hosting a news show, people have brought that. Uh, for some reason, people think I'm going to run for office. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> um, but 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 I was just joking around about that. But then again, if they told me that they wanted me to run for the presidency and that I had a good chance of winning, yeah, I would consider that. I doubt it. <laughs> well, um, you are a but, soap but, opera star, are you not? Oh, he's done yes, it all. Yes. He's done it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I, and I would have more time. I, I want to do late night. And and, and you know what? I, I might I might even get into a little acting. I must admit, I, I'm starting to get the acting bug, even though I've got a recurring role on the soap opera General Hospital, so I'm doing a little acting. I never cared about it, uh, but too many people have told me that I've got tremendous potential in that in that, in that that platform. So I'm, I'm giving strong consideration to it, believe it uh, or not. Very good. You're extremely theatrical. I think you can do that. The name of your, um, it's always been one of your kind of catchphrases. The name of your talk show at late night, of course, would be at the end of the day, right? I mean, you love that I don't phrase. know about that. At oh, no, the I, end I, of the I, day, I, at the about, end of about, the day. Wait a second. How, about, can't... Late, how about late? How about late night with Stephen A? <laughs> Whatever Steve, you want, works. bro. Whatever you want. Stephen A. Real quick, that before works. you go, we yeah. can't let you get out of here without giving us some embarrassing story about Jay. Guy, can you share anything? <laughs> we gotta have something. There are no. No, 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 no. Not embarrassing, but <laughs> I tell you the time when Jay and I had the most laughs. When um, um, Skip Bayless was raving about Tiago Splitter, and he kept talking, and he kept talking about he sets a mean pick. <laughs> I mean, Jay and I couldn't stop laughing. We were laughing. I mean, we That's spent the whole. I mean, we he we annoyed him that day because we laughed the whole segment well into the commercial break. We just couldn't stop. Of all the things I expected him to say to me, I did not expect him to come at me with Tiago Splitter. Yeah, Tiago. And that's a famous one. he sets a mean pick. Yeah, you know, I, could not, I did not expect that. So that's me, me and Jay, that, that is by far our funniest moment. That, it I was absolutely his What I most remember about that was Stephen A. in such incredulous disbelief Skip just kept talking about it. He comes on there and sets a four, and, and Stephen A would let him finish, and then he would go, Tiago Splitter? It was, it was great. I mean, listen, guys, you got Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Mono Ginoli. <laughs> I'm about to talk about Tiago Splitter. I mean, I could, and, and, and then talk, talk about 20 rebounds, five block shots. Or he, said, he, he brought up so 10 picks. By the way, it's funny, man. It was funny. By the yeah. way, Stephen A., I enjoyed the the Mike and the Mad Dog reunion on your show. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm old school at heart, man. It's like people who paved the way, who did it for us. Um, give them their flowers, pay their just dues. I mean, the reality is, is that when we look at the world of talk radio, podcasting, and things of that nature, where would we be if it were not for Mike and the Mad Dog? They jump started right. everything, and so. 
the opportunity to give them my platform um, and to really, really showcase them is something that I thought it was important for me to do, and I was happy to do it. Yeah, it was hey, great. Stephen A., before you go, how's this going to end up for Kyrie? Oh, How's this going to end oh. up for Kyrie? He ain't going to lose. How about that? They ain't going to win no damn championship in Dallas. No, I'm I mean, sure how's it going to end up for him personally? I mean, because this thing is tracking bad. I think that, well, listen, I think that he'll be fine. What 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 he's got to reach the conclusion of is no one trusts him. Um, you know, d- d- regardless of our disagreements and our beefs, I've never failed to recognize his greatness as a basketball player. And my issue with him has always been and will remain nobody's better at missing work than Kyrie Irving. I'm not talking about putting <laughs> oh, in wow. the work. Yeah. I'm talking about showing up to work. When you have t- Kyrie is the kind of person, if a game is at 730, how come it can't be at 735? If the game is on a Thursday, why can't it be on a Friday? Wow. If the game is at one at, at one o'clock, why can't it be 730? He's averse and allergic to capitulation. Because he believes his way is the right way and that anyone who disagrees with him just doesn't get it. And regardless of what evidence it has shown him, which has led to him losing out easily, easily on $150 million, easily. He's lost out on $150 million, if not more. He's just a guy that is thoroughly convinced that he knows so much more than the rest of us. And so because of that, you know, it takes a lot of humility to get to a point where you recognize that you don't, that people are aware of things more than you give them credit for. He's not a bad person. He's not a malicious individual. He doesn't mean to hurt people or anything like that. That's not Kyrie Irving's character. His problem is that he thinks he knows so much more than everybody else. And when he alluded to folks being peons, he meant that. That's who he is. He thinks that people compared to him are peons intellectually. And that is what continues to get him in trouble. That and an unwillingness to capitulate when you have your hand out for somebody else's money. You literally want to get money from other people while being able to tell them what you will and will not do. That's Kyrie. And that is why he finds himself in the situation that he is in. Summed it up well. Stephen A., the the king of sports media. The book is Straight Shooter. It's a New York Times bestseller list. Stephen A., I know you're a busy guy. I know you have a million things on your plate. Thank you so much for taking time with us. Love you, brother. And uh, we'll talk soon. My brother, man. Love you. Love you, bro. Y'all take care. Pleasure meeting all of y'all. Jay, take care of yourself, my brother. All right, now. Absolutely. Thank you. That was awesome. Uh, If you haven't read the book, guys, get it and read it. Because he he talked about the difficulty in writing some of the things that he wrote. Not so much for him, but for his siblings. It's heavy. You know, it's, it's heavy. He talks in the book about how he used his father and the way he treated him as motivation to become the success that he has become. Mm. And it's just really, really, really powerful. Fascinating that he waited, like his mom asked him not to say anything before she And he honored that. And he honored that. There was no human on the planet more important to Stephen A. than his mother. Your mom say something? Yeah, you know the deal. Yeah, it's it's law. And I I love what he said about, because I feel the same way. I love that he said that, like, because people always say to me, "You you hate when people disagree with you. I was like, no, I love it, you so do. I can argue, and that's yeah. what, exactly what he said. When you care. believe in your position yeah. so strongly, and right. he clearly does in yeah. every position he takes, sure. he welcomes absolutely the, the confrontation. Yes. He welcomes disagreement. He always did it in a very 
he's got humor to him, and Skip does not have that gear. Um, you know, Skip is Mr. Dead Serious. Yeah. The, the, I, I always thought that Stephen A's appeal and charm was he's such a likable guy in real life, and he's mm. so funny in real life. Yeah. that he disarms you sometimes with his humor, like he did with Skip and the Tiago Splitter. Skip was dead serious when now, talking about... I remember about, watching that. When he was, brought that up, I was like, oh, my God. That was one of the funniest things I ever saw. It was saw. off the Tiago rails. Splitter. Yeah. Tiago Splitter. It was just you. off the rails because <laughs> it was ridiculous. But Stephen A. can... He's self-deprecating. Skip is not. He's funny. Yeah, and I think to your point about welcoming the disagreement. Yeah, I knew when I asked him the wor- your worst take, I knew he would say, "I've never had a bad right. take." Because in his mind, he firmly believes all of them. Yeah. I've always since since I knew I was working with Jay. Um, you know, I, I try not to ask too many questions about people in their personal lives or whatever happens. But the first thing I said when he we talked about Stephen A. I said, "Man, you say whatever you want to, man." Man, Stephen A was the first dude that was out there that made you feel like you can get it. Like, like, yeah. I, I like what you, I'm like, man, for me, I, I love seeing other people out there. I need you to make as much money as you can because he just made a, like a nine or $15 million lane for people to come behind that and see that if never you, existed. That, before. that, right. that don't exist, no, right? Yeah. Like, you look at his story and, and some of the things that he said in some of the different places. He, he, you know, from being here to being demoted to promoted to having to go do a show to a podcast, like all these other things before you get to here. And a lot of times people don't be seeing your work. Your work is like an iceberg. Right. You don't see that huge stack of work. They just see that little couple of years right. and that headline. So, man, he paid the way to the get iceberg me. analogy is good. Most of it's underwater right. yep. and you never see it. Yeah, you yeah. just see now, that was great. The part on top. Good job out of you getting them on. Jay. Uh, no, yeah, Jay, we, thank we've been, you for, we've for been working on it forever. Yeah, typically ESPN isn't nuts about their personalities coming yeah. on any other platforms, which right. I think is and I thought then and <laughs> so I said it then it's short sighted and it's it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, then there are guys like Herb Street who have done this for me a number of times on other platforms and Stephen A that really just don't care. And the other thing is they will allow someone who's written a book to obviously go right, out right. And, and publicize it. Stephen A's been doing a lot of interviews over the last month. Yeah. And it's just been a timing issue for us. His show is on from 10 to noon, obviously. Right, right, sure. So it was tough to get him on. I'm glad we finally did. Um, and he was as good as I thought he would be. He, he was something? awesome. We got to get one read in here. Then we're going to do some fence questions and let Brad tackle what <laughs> Stephen A talked about, no. which is the Kevin Love old school thing. But first... Uh-huh. We got to talk about our good friends at PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? Well, PCC Airfoils is the place for you. They have all job openings at all their sites in Northeast Ohio, including East Lake Manor, Wycliffe, and Minerva. And their positions start at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. We had an internet comment earlier from my man Mike H., he said, I wonder if we could trade Jimmy and D for Peyton Manning's ownership group. And on behalf of the chat, we want Tyler Lockett. So that was their big <laughs> yeah, free agent I'd take Tyler trade too. signing uh, thing as well. And we had some random person named Earl Maldine chime in, <laughs> in the chat. Uh-huh. And he wants random. to let Brad know that the radio host he couldn't think of earlier was KJ Wright. Yeah, that's it. I couldn't think right, of right, right. Very good. That's right. Thank you, Earl. By the way, Stephen A's answer on the Knicks resonated with us because – you're, you're, it was a great question. Why Why is it that this nonsense continues? The fans keep putting up with it. It's, it's the, the same, same thing with the Browns. When you said we that, I was like, that's the same thing. 
When you're Same a diehard thing. fan base, you're hooked. I mean, that's it. You yes. can't, I love when people say, well, I'm just going to root for another team. No, you're no, not. No, you're no, not. Because you, no. you're always, if you are and you have that ability, you were never a fan in the first right. place. You're right. always waiting for your Because fan is short to, for fanatical. You're always waiting for your day to come. You're thinking it's coming. It's, right. It's coming. It's coming, right? Oh, that was rare. Like, if you told, like, like we, I'm sitting here, and, and no matter how bad your team is from the year prior, you just count down in your head to, like, okay, if they told you tomorrow they was going to put pads on. Man, Man let, me, let me tell you, I know. Just, the silly things going on in Madison Square Garden are ridiculous. Well, facial one thing he didn't even mention was the facial recognition. Oh, the thing, uh, Charles Oakley told me the whole scenario about what happened. And yeah, with said, Charles. He said, as soon as he got in the building, they surrounded he him. He was huh? escorted out. We got to get Charles on. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, could we get right, – I, I bet Charles would come on. Oh, yeah. Does he, he live in he, Cleveland? No, he lives in between Chicago and oh, Atlanta. See, see. But I tell you what, he's going to give you the full story. Well, I need no, you. I, I know he will. He never got to get him on. Hey, I'd love on. to get Charles oh, Oakley I'm, on. I'm putting the pressure on the OG. Jay has delivered. I shall mark you off my list. <laughs> now it's you my turn. I'm on must line. Bring Charles to the show. That'll he, be a hot show. Yeah, hold I, on, hold on, I want Isaiah Thomas. I want Zeke. Yeah. He, he, he brings that fire. Let's start with He's Oakley and then work our way up. Zeke or Michael? Shoot for I the just, stars with Land on the Moon. I just text Zeke. Friday hey, about look, this show. I, I, did you? I did. He's one of my favorites. I get the answer yet. When I said I need you on a Monday or Friday. Yeah. So you tell me what's happening here. Very nice. He's one of my favorite. That would be cool. He, he tells it like it is, man. He'd he, be by, great. By the way, he did say something on, on one of the shorts. By the way, check out our shorts on Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We put up shorts every day. Make sure you like those, too. Zeke said, hey, I'm the only one that beat the, beat the Celtics yeah, when the Celtics was rocking. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that beat Michael in his prime, and I got the Lakers oh, no, Zeke, here. Zeke's not living in his truth because Zeke would just he, he politicize it. Or, I mean, he just played it, kept it safe and is, is he doing Le- this now? I got a theory on it. He got sick of taking punches. He's just going to punches. He's yeah. tired. And now he's going to swing back. That's what it looks like he, from a distance. He's tired. And you know what? Good for him. I mean, he's, he's good tired. for him. Because other people are painting a narrative of him. Yes, and he's and, sitting back letting them do it. It's time that he speaks his it's own It's not just the Michael stuff. He got hit because of what he said about Bird back of in the course, day. Of course. Of course. And then the Michael stuff. And, but he is right. In the, but he should have been on that list. In his prime. He got he got Bird out of here. He beat Magic in his prime, and he beat Michael Jordan. So I and there's mean, nobody else that can. And he did it to back to back. Ain't nobody saying that. Yeah, he, he's right. true. He you guys ready it. for some fence fries? We're gonna run Let's through these. Do quick. We got ten minutes because I want to spend the last five minutes on Kevin Love and Brad's take on old school versus new school. So we're gonna run through these quickly. The first one was unanimous. Can the Cleveland Cavaliers catch the Milwaukee Bucks in the standings? And all of us, yeah, of course <laughs> the, not. It was, kind of a, it was kind of a bad question. Squad. Yeah, that's... Because can is such a weird, like... You know, will they? Can, well, yeah. of course they can. Yeah, but, I mean, if yeah. Giannis gets hurt, but will they is yeah. an easier answer. And I just, I don't see a path to them. I mean, they're five games out. Yeah. And I, you know, the head-to-head matchups, I know they've beaten Milwaukee, no, but... No, they, they got a favorable schedule in the second half of the season, but, I mean, that's a heavy lift. Making up five yeah, games that's is a lot. That's that's a, making up that, five is a lot. I don't see heavy, them... That's a heavy lift. I don't see them losing enough for the Cavs to make up five. Right. All right. That was our only unanimous answer, so the rest of them will be a little back and forth. Question number two. Will the Joker win his third straight NBA MVP award? Three people said yes, and none of them oh. are here today. All four of you said no. Oh, I, I, you know what? I, he's, I, by the way, he's a big fan. I got that wrong. I was a yes on that. I, that's my bad. So, Jay. Uh, yes, he will because he deserves it. I agree. No other player has done it, which is fascinating no, to no, me. No, that's not true. No. There's, there's been three-time MVPs. Bird three in a row. row. 
Three Bird won three in a row. I thought no, no, no. one's ever done it. It's it, no they, one's ever done it. Nash won back to back, and it was like Nash Reagan, did Bill it. Russell, Michael Jordan did it twice. LeBron James did it I twice. Thought, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, no, I think. Three, did it three twice. players have won three. Bird, straight Bill MVPs. Russell, Larry really? Bird, Wilt Chamberlain, and Bill Russell. Yes. Wow, three in a row. Yes. yes. Okay, Jokic and I stand Jokic's way trying to be the fourth player to do it. I thought it had not been done. I don't. I mean, it's so hard, man. It's so. He deserves it if it goes to the best. Dude, he's averaging a triple bubble. His team. Is is first right now? I think the second or third best record in the NBA, but first they're the they're West. first in the West. Third in the league, first in the West. What is Embiid, at, who is much better defensively, averaging? Compared, 30, compared. 30, 30 points. Embiid is second Henry. in the league in points 30, at uh, thirty three point one. As far as rebounds go, give me one second. Pulling this up here, he's not top five in rebounds, but neither is Joker. Joker averages more rebounds, eleven and a half versus ten point seven, so essentially the same. Yeah, and in blocks. Uh, let's see, whereas Embiid's at 1.5, and Joker, J- Jokic is just under one. So, so, the, so, so I mean, I think it's neck and neck between the two of them. I, and Giannis is right in that same category. Yeah, he's in that group for sure. But I would vote for him. He's going to average a triple-double. Russell Westbrook and Oscar Robertson are the only two that's ever done that. Yeah. Um, I just and, and what he's doing collectively, it's most valuable player. Denver is going to probably land in the one slot in the West. Right now, they have a healthy lead over everybody. Here's Aren't my, they up like four or five games? Here's my problem with it. They're, it, they're up by a few games. Yeah. It, it's not It's not the fact that he probably don't deserve it, but the way that the writers have done it I for know. so many years, it devalues it because I look back and say, Kobe got one ring. You know, LeBron could have had 10. He could have won it 10 years in a row. Like, it's just, I don't know what oh, they're... Same thing with Michael. Yeah, same thing with Jordan. It's yeah. not the... To me, I, I don't like the most valuable player. My thing is, who had the best season? Who well, had the best I mean, season? Jay's argument that Jokic is having the best season. Yeah. That, yeah I, and you and could certainly argue that. I would I would say Embiid because he's much better than Jokic defensively. And he's more just all as around, good... Yeah. As scoring but and the rebounding, double, the averaging a triple double at a center, at a center is, is tough because he's a center and he's getting all the assists. That's he crazy. Has be, be more cool. than hundred percent more triple doubles. He has twenty-one on the season. The next most in the year is ten. Be clear, so he's got eleven so more triple doubles. So they, that's just the nuts. If they give three MVPs to somebody, it's going to be a person that's well well known. You're not going to be in a market like Denver. It's not going to happen. So who do you think is going to win? So I think Embiid has a good chance at it, right? Yeah. And so the other thing I'll tell you is this, that uh, Embiid, at the end of, Denver at the end of the day is going nowhere, right? They're going nowhere. Yeah. They've got a five-game lead on the second-place so, team. They yeah, choke you know, every year in the playoffs. Denver's I know that has West. nothing to do well, with Well, no, MVP, it's a regular season Den- award, Den- and it'll be voted on before yeah. the playoffs Denver's even going, start. Denver's going nowhere, and if you're paying attention, a B in, what Embiid is doing is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. No, it's unquestionably phenomenal. phenomenal. And Giannis too. Yeah. It's funny that and this last point move on. Yeah. Giannis didn't win his third straight because of voter fatigue. And now well, no one seems to have voter fatigue with Jokic. It, which is interesting to me. It is. Just <laughs> well, don't we don't know that, Mike. <laughs> well, we don't know, but I'm just but saying. There, oh, are, there, there are website sites, though, that track it during the season, and he, he's winning, I think, in the two that I looked at. He's and everyone you can find. He is right now the betting favorite and the prohibited NBA MVP ladder. He is number one. Then uh, Giannis is two, and then beats three right now. Right. Top three. So, so okay, now question number three. Are the Boston Celtics the best team in the NBA? A split panel here. Bulgy and Brad all say no. Mm. I like them. So why? Like why, why, Jay? I think they got the better all-around team. The better all-around team. I like Milwaukee. I like Giannis. And there are times when I watch Giannis, and we've talked about this on the show, 
where I think he's the most unstoppable player in the league. So let me ask you, you believe in Tatum and Brown that well? I, that that's much? my listen. <laughs> I, I, I think that there's been <laughs> so much hate and disrespect on these guys. We're going to find out what their medal is. Mm-hmm. Are they gold or are they fool's gold? Because I think that's going to motivate them to win it this year. But, I mean, gosh, when I look at just the, the entire package, the whole team, I don't know what their weakness is, and I, I just think, are they one up or they're one they're down? They're one up on Milwaukee. Okay, they're one up on Milwaukee right now. I just think they're going to do I it. Think I think Milwaukee's the best the year. team. The one thing I see in Tatum's issue is that sometimes he freezes in the moment. He doesn't really realize that I'm supposed to be that dude. And this, uh, that, yeah. that, that, there that, is some of that. There's some of that. And that's a little bit of trepidation. I just think, I don't think Milwaukee has the help that Giannis needs, and I, I, I agree with you. I think it's either going to be Boston or Milwaukee. I don't think whoever comes out of the West, I don't think they're going to This win. is a pick em. This year is up for grabs. Let me tell you that. I I, I think that there could be a sleeper team that get in the finals. I, I don't see a prohibitive Certainly in the West, favorite. there could be. Well, I would tell you that I'm quite interested to see what this Phoenix new Phoenix team is like. I am, too. That's true. Very even, you know, the Lakers, too. Like. I'm, I'm interested yeah, that's not to bad. That little yeah. Re- resurrection yeah. over yeah, there is not, it's not bad. And I wouldn't want to play LeBron but, or the Lakers and then in I the saw, then, I, then I saw today that... If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Maybe Westbrook and, and Kevin Love could be heading to Miami. I oh, just that saw could that. Be interesting. The UCLA right. team up. But mm. you're right. I think Brad's right, though. If It's a big if. But if Durant and Paul and Booker all stay healthy for the playoffs, you got it's going to be a hard team yeah, to beat. Yeah, and, and Aiton, you, now you're talking about yeah, something. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, a, that's a tough out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next, uh, question number next? four. And we're going to run through these next ones very quickly. Brad, this is your point. We'll move on after. Will there be a report that Luka and Kyrie don't see eye to eye before the end of the season. Brad, you said yes, there will be. While well, the majority Ooh. of people said no. I thought I said well, yes. Let me let me tell you. <laughs> he let, was like, yeah, hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me tell you why I say that. Because mm-hmm. every time I think. History. <laughs> every time I think something that this has calmed down, it's always something, right? Mm-hmm. It was just like the other day. Uh, Kyrie had the stick, uh, the tape on the shoes with the, 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 the slogan at the bottom. It's always something. Like yeah, a lot right? of drama. It's, uh, you, you bring it to yourself. And it's right? what Stephen A. said. You he bring is it, the smartest you, guy you in the room. You bring it to yourself him. every time. Yeah. So yeah. for me to sit here today and think that it's not going to occur is when uh, you're always lulled to sleep and the next thing it does, it explodes. Just I'm like that. Yes Brooklyn, like. thought, they were, yes. Brooklyn yes. thought they were okay. on their way here. He, he, yeah. He's going to end up starting to refer. He'll refer. He's one of them dudes that's a habitual line stepper. He'll start referring to himself as, yeah, this is me and Luca's team. You'd be like, hold on, bro. Like, you can't just, you just slid that in there like we didn't catch that. Yeah. We put that in subtitles or something. You know, what are you talking about? This is our team and how we need to move with it. See, it's not going to work because everybody knows who's the leader of the maps is Mark Cuban. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, true. ain't no, you can't get that for better or worse. You ain't never going to be able to get the last laugh on Mark Cuban. You know what it is. So, yeah, he'll say something corny and crazy, but you yeah, think so yeah. too, huh? Oh, yeah, I do. 
Kyrie just can't help himself. I just think that at, after putting his hand on the hot stove so many times, yeah. at some point, he's not dumb. He is not dumb. A lot of people think he no, is. No, he's not. He is intellectual, and he's not dumb. He just does dumb things. I think it's those kind of people eventually see a light. Now, I know Stephen A. said I he, think he's he a, won't. I think he's but a foe in election. Now, I do think that by next October, he'll ask for a trade. And there will be a there will be a, a beast, oh, but a I think free, he's going to be on his best behavior. He's a free agent. Oh, okay, yeah. that's right. So he'll be on his best behavior for this year because he needs to get paid. Yep. All right. Next question. You guys mentioned the Phoenix Suns. They are currently four and a half games behind Memphis for the two seed in the West. Will they finish the season as a top two seed? Another split answer here. And you guys say yes. That is Jay, Jason, and Bull. G. Brad and myself and Tyvis say no. It'll take. It's gonna take some time. Yeah, that's it'll a, take that, a little time. And Durant's still hurt. Durant's Durant still, still hurt. hurt. That's a heavy lift. Yeah, that's but, a heavy lift. but by the playoffs, they'll be scary. You just want me in the playoffs. They'll scary. They'll be scary. Oh, yeah, I don't think getting to the two seed is important. It's just like let me just get primed and ready. For I the just run. like the two seed because it gives you two home series, and you don't really want to go on the road. But in well, the end, it's veteran stars. Yeah, when you got yeah. enough firepower, you can go yeah, to the road. Chris Paul, if you don't get it done LeBron now, never really seemed like never cared about what seed he was. Right? No, he didn't. If yeah. Chris Paul cannot get it. Oh, my now, God. He didn't play. Chris Paul didn't play with some of the best players ever. If you can't get it done with KD and Booker. He's gotten hurt in the playoffs all the time. That's the problem. I, that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Last, last, last one, Mikey. Last one real quick. And I'm the only one said no here, but will Donovan Mitchell finish the season as a top 10 MVP candidate? I'll explain my rationale. I got him 10th. I am 10th too. <laughs> he is currently 16th on the NBA MVP ladder. Yeah. So he's got to climb over well, six people. Well, that's one person's opinion, right? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the NBA writer, uh, NBA.com panel of writers, voters okay. like there. Yeah, but I, I think he'll get into top 10. I so, do. We don't have to argue. He deserves to right. top well, 10. Okay, let's go. Left. Let's go. Educate young G. Well, so G's <laughs> on this thing about Kevin Love in top three. You heard Stephen A. talk about it. So, no disrespect to Kevin Love. I think he had a nice career here in Cleveland. But be clear, he is not one of the top three Cavaliers of all time. You know, if you talk about LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, let's just go down to the old school list. You've got the people forgot about World B. Free when he was here. Bingo Smith. Yeah. He was not I here said, a long time, though, but, right? But the years he was here, yeah. oh, he world, was world be free, salvage this franchise Can you imagine here. if he played in the three-point era? Yeah. Oh, like, my God. Like, where, oh, where yeah. you're jacking up 10 a game? Uh, I said, now, here, I'll take you even deeper. <sighs> Did you think about Mike Mitchell when he was here? That's right. Austin Carr. <laughs> uh, AC? Yep. I said, you talking about some heavy lifting here, son. What are you talking about here? You're talking about Kevin Love is above these people? Uh, no. Kevin Love <laughs> had a better career than him. Here, Kevin Love had well. You, it's debatable here. <laughs> here, but, but Kevin Love overall. You're talking had overall. We talk about here in Cleveland. Well, I, I, <laughs> well, here's what we got to we we got to decide. The older generation has to decide whether y'all value rings or you don't value. I rings. do. If you value rings, you would say Kevin Love played against a team that had the greatest team of all time. 72 wins. They came back down from 3-1. He, he averaged a double-double, five-time All-Star, two-time uh, All-NBA. He's second in, 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 in three-point shots. I know y'all like Mark Price, but yeah. Kevin well, Love has well, actually that, hit more than that. Well, if, Robert Ory's if, got a ton if, of if, if, too. If, if I did a number of stats, I could, I could camouflage you two. If you, his career is not better than World B. Freeze here. It's not, right? And Mike Mitchell's a number, a numerous all-star here. It's not better than Mike Mitchell's career here in Cleveland. Wow, I would I'm have talking, him above I, Mike I'm Mitchell. I'm talking about Mike Mitchell carried a franchise here. 
This thing in the Coliseum was on on deathbed here. It was, it was on a deathbed. He carried his franchise, and then he left here and went down to San Antonio and still got busy. And by the way, Kevin Love played low-key 10 years here. His career is longer than Brad Doherty's. Like, his career. Right, but his, I, think I don't Brad think played better. nine years, too. Uh, I mean, Love, Love played Larry nine. Dance played eight, I think, or seven. I, I, thought, mean, he, I thought he was at nine. He I know it was too short. So, so, Brad and Larry are a part of a collective, right? right? A collective. Kevin is a part of a collective. See, I know that. The other two that I named. They carry the franchise. There's let a me, difference. Hey, let yeah. me give you a, let me give you this stat. How many playoff wins does Kevin Love have without LeBron? Ooh. Well, I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that. Probably any. slim. Zero. Yeah. Probably How many slim. championships does Cleveland have without LeBron? <laughs> Zero. Zero. Well, yeah. LeBron's pretty. You don't important get. You here. don't get the like the ring. To me, the ring. The the getting credit for the rings is only about the best player on the team. Uh, Maybe the second, we not the third, and beyond. Hey, listen, Jay. Hey, listen, hey, it's the big three era. Hey, man, listen, it's the big three era, yeah. but I'm going to take every championship ring that come with UCSS. That's <laughs> right. And here, overtime again, next. Again, that's no, slight to, that's no slight to Kevin Love. No slight to Kevin Love at all. No slight, no to, slight to the to NBA Love. players and the radio veterans. Overtime. overtime. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> I'm cashing them checks. Kool-Aid <laughs> drinkers. Kool-Aid <laughs> drinkers. <laughs> If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.